Hello, welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, president of Borealis. This podcast is being recorded on the morning of June the 6th, 2020. And as I woke up this morning, actually as I went to bed uh, late last night, the news was all over the place that a major terrorist figure, an Al-Qaeda leader, had been killed by the French military in North Africa. It's being covered in the New York Times and Al Jazeera, the BBC, everywhere. Everywhere you look, you're seeing this story that a man known as Abdul Malik Drukdal, who is the, or was, I guess, now that he's purportedly to be dead, although I don't know if they have a body yet, we have to get confirmation. He is the leader of what is known as Al-Qaeda in the Islamic Maghreb, or Aqim, A-Q-I-M and has been the head of that organization for quite some time. I believe it's up to seven years or so. And a lot of people have been looking for him for a very, very long time. Akeem is one of the more active Al-Qaeda affiliates in the world, responsible for untold number of terrorist attacks and the death of innocent people. And the French Foreign Ministry put out, or the Defense Ministry rather, put out a statement saying, on June the 3rd, French Armed Forces, with the support of their partners, neutralized get that term, neutralized, the emir of al-Qaeda in the Islamic Maghreb, Abdelmelik Drukdal, and several of his close associates in the course of an operation in northern Mali. Turns out some of those partners include the United States. The U.S. Africa Command said the U.S. did, in fact, provide the French with intelligence and surveillance aircraft to help find Drukdal. So how, how important is this the loss of this terrorist leader? Well, according to a man called Wasim Nasser, described as a French expert on the terrorist group, it is a very big loss for them. How many of you have ever heard of uh, Yogi Berra, the infamous New York Yankees catcher who had a knack for coming up with phrases that are they're really quite, quite funny, whether they're intentional or not, I don't know. But one of the phrases that comes to mind today to me in this regard is uh, deja vu all over again. And I don't mean to dismiss the possibility, probability that Drukdal is dead, as I've said on many, many occasions, a dead terrorist is a good terrorist, and so I'm not going to grieve, bemoan the fact that this terrorist may in fact be dead. But what I want to take issue with, and this is something I've talked a lot about over the past couple of years, is we have this tendency to equate the loss of, of a terrorist leader as a significant event for the terrorist group itself. Now, on how many occasions have we done this? Hmm, let me see. Bin Laden was killed in a U.S. special operations, U.S. military special ops uh, mission in Afghanistan in 2011. That was supposed to be the death knell for al-Qaeda. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was killed a few years ago. He, he, of course, is leader of ISIS. His death was supposed to be the nail in the coffin for the Islamic State. And others have been killed in similar military or law enforcement operations. What does it all mean? Do Have the groups, in fact laid down and died? Have they given up the ghost? Have they waved the white flag? Well, Al-Qaeda certainly hasn't. Now, Bin Laden was succeeded by Ayman al-Zawahiri, which he's no Bin Laden, trust me. He's got the uh, emotional and inspiration appeal of a doorknob, but Al-Qaeda is still around. ISIS is definitely still around. You're seeing more and more reports these days by people who say that ISIS may not be as strong as it once was when it had so-called caliphate in Iraq and Syria in 2014, but it is carrying out attacks on a regular basis in that area. There's many concerns that it's on the ascendant. ISIS is again on the rise, not to mention the ISIS affiliates in Afghanistan, in West Africa, in Central Africa, in Yemen. Dozens of IS affiliates, just like there are dozens of Al-Qaeda affiliates. What I'm trying to say here 
is that in our excitement and in our celebration to mark the death of a terrorist leader, we go overboard. We accord much too much importance to the significance of these events. Some terrorist groups probably cannot survive the death of a leader. I'm thinking maybe a shining past, Sendero Luminoso in Peru, when their leader Guzman was captured decades ago by the Peruvians. That group hasn't disappeared, but it is a mere shadow of its former self. Other groups seem to be to get along just fine. There's either a succession planning in place, i.e. people have been told, you know, when the big guy goes, either he dies from a hangnail or he's killed in a drone strike, you're the guy who's next up to run the organization. Or they simply, they muddle through. Other organizations are probably less beholden to, to strong leaders. The network is large enough, it is pervasive enough, it is nebulous enough to actually move on in the absence of someone giving the direct orders someone actually leading the charge, someone directing what the group is supposed to do. I don't know what this means for Akeem. I, I haven't studied the group in, in detail. I'm not aware of its power structure. I'm not aware of the size of its cadre or the number of people that are have joined the group or are affiliated across North Africa. So the next few weeks and months will be really interesting to see. But again, I would caution that even if we do see a slight downturn in AQIM operations in the immediate future, we should not jump to the conclusion that Akeem is no longer with us. It may take time for the group to regather its resources, to rebound from this particular loss. Or then again, it may be, in fact, it may be a, a shining path example, where with the absence of Druktal, the organization is simply incapable of doing anything. It may truly splinter and fall apart. The problem, of course, is that even if you, AQIM is no more, even if it is either a shadow of its former self or simply disappears, there are far too many other groups in the region. And you would think that Islamic State, which is kind of vying for control in that part of North Africa and the Sahel, would take advantage of a downturn in AQIM's fortunes. So even if AQIM leaves the scene, that is nothing to celebrate in the sense that there are other groups out there. Some are independent, some are other Al-Qaeda affiliates. There are also Islamic State affiliates, there are, there are loan groups, there are sort of independent actors, free agents, if you will, that are going to fill the gap. This area of, of Africa, North Africa, the Sahel, is not going to be terrorism-free anytime soon. We cannot go there. We cannot extrapolate from the death of one man, one group, to saying that terrorism will be erased from the landscape in that part of the world. Again, I... I don't want to dismiss the importance of removing a terrorist leader. They're, they're leaders for a reason, right? They've got the personality, they've got the chutzpah, they've got whatever that puts them in that position to be able to lead people. And so taking them out is never a bad thing. I can't imagine why it'd be a bad thing unless the person replacing them is even that much worse. But we cannot go down this immediate self-congratulatory, celebratory mood where we see these events as the beginning of the end. What was that phrase? This is not the beginning of the end. This is the end of the beginning. I forget who said that. So yes, let's mark these occasions as successful counterterrorism operations. Congratulations to the French and their allies for having had the intelligence and their surveillance and the information that led them to locate Drugdal. As I said, they've been looking for him for a long time. And there have been many false reports about his death. It seems they finally got him. So hip, hip, hooray to the French for doing this. One less terrorist to worry about. But we really have to be 
very judicious in our analysis about what this means for terrorism writ large, what this means for AQIM, what this means for terrorism in that part of Africa. That story hasn't been written yet. That's going to take months and years to figure out. So I'm not trying to be poo-poo this. I'm not trying to, you know, throw cold water on this particular achievement. I'm just saying that we need to allow time to do good analysis, to gather more data, and to try to figure out at the end of the day, how significant is this? What does it really mean? I really do think, though, while I understand the natural human tendency to celebrate an event of this nature, we've got to be a little more mature in our reaction so we can celebrate a little more quietly and realize that the fight's not over, that the battle's not over. What do you think? Have you had done any analysis on the removal of leadership from terrorist groups? Does it make a difference? Does it depend? I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. If you want to hear more from Borealis, you can go to my webpage, www.borealisthreatenedrisk.com. There you'll find a subscribe button. Simply hit the subscribe button, fill in your email information, and you'll receive a daily digest podcast such as this, longer podcast entitled An Intelligent Look at Terrorism, blogs, media interviews, all kinds of stuff on my webpage. It'll come to your inbox every morning free of charge. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.